Welcome back to the Projects 24 blogging podcast. This is episode 174. Here we are. Here we are. What day is it, Nathan? Oh, it's Thursday. Oh, it's Thursday. <laughs> it's Thursday, and Nathan and I are pretty much the only ones in the office today. Yeah, it kind of w- works out that way. It has been kind of nice. I mean, yeah. there are other people on the... It's weird. Our office is split. Well, probably a lot of you wouldn't know this, but the office is split into like two sides. Yes. So in order to access the other side with yeah. air quotes, you have to go outside. Yeah. And so on our side where we work, it's a lot of times on Thursdays, it's just Anna and I over here doing our doing our work. So it's a great time to podcast. Yes, uh, it it's is. It always works out. But uh, yeah, the two office sides kind of gets a little chilly in the Uh winter time going back and (laughs) forth. Anyway, not your problem. Uh, Let's get on to some questions from the community. So the first one is from T-Med and they say, I'm a new member in a very technical niche. I'm currently working on multiple content clusters centered around a few keywords. I see big potential in this niche, but I'm having second thoughts because my keyword density. My blog mainly involves explaining data from tables and charts I create, and I'm getting keyword densities as high as 5% on some drafts. For example, keywords like energy density and the average efficiency of an X appear well above the recommended limit of 2%. My content quality will take a big hit if I try to reduce to 1% to 2%. My question is, do you think Google's AI will brush my content off as keyword stuffing or is the AI smart enough to know that the words are all within context? Um, I would probably say don't worry about it too much. <laughs> um, I, I understand the concern here that we don't want it to sound like or feel like you're trying to stuff keywords into your article. Um, but in the case where you have to use a keyword because that's what the article is about, I think that's okay. For example, if I was going to write a blog about or a blog post about canoes and I used the word canoe who knows how many times I probably will end up using the word canoe a lot. Maybe I don't even, I've never even thought to check a percentage because I've never really worried about it as long as it's relevant. And as long as it makes sense, like I'm not trying to stuff keywords into my article. And so I wouldn't really worry about it. Um, overall, if you write a couple of these articles, just see how they rank. Um, and if you're not trying to keyword stuff, then it's not going to be a problem. Yeah. If you're not doing it on purpose, uh, Google and, and the AI, are smart enough to know that and especially that it's it's organic and right. it's relevant yeah. to uh, the article and the topic that you're talking about. And I think it's okay if, especially in a more technical niche, you know, there are some niches like hobby niches uh, where you don't have to refer to everything super technically. You know, if I'm writing about a canoe, I might call it it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the the canoe is blue. It is also very large. Rather than saying the canoe is blue, it uh, the canoe is also very large. Rather than trying to stuff the word canoe, I can just speak a little more informally. Um, and so you might give that a try if you're really worried about it. Try to speak a little more informally. If you are trying to write to a very technical audience, then a little bit less formal probably isn't a good idea. And so you're just going to need to try and balance that out. It'll take a little bit of time. You're going to have to wait and see kind of your ranking results. But again, if you're not trying to stuff keywords in, it's probably not going to be too big of a deal. Yeah. All right. Next question is, I found a lot of how-to keywords in my niche, how to fix running tab, but on the rich snippet, YouTube videos are appearing for most of them with suggested clips from within the video. There are not many blogs on these keywords from other competitors. Should I target these keywords? Uh, good question. I would say it 
is up to you, I guess, then maybe that's kind of an obvious answer. Um, a lot of how-to queries are very well answered with a video. Um, a lot of times when people are wanting a guide, they want a video so that they can see how to do what you're talking about. Um, there are some uh, websites that have done really well um, on how-to topics. I think there's like WikiHow, or there's a couple ones where they do really good illustrations or very descriptive images. Um, and those have ranked historically pretty well because they're very descriptive visually. And so if you wanted to try and write an article for some of these topics, I don't think that's a big problem because the video, um, the video portion on the SERP is only really one or two or maybe three results. There's still potentially some room for a blogger there. And so if you see that the blog competition is pretty low there, um, then yeah, it might be a good time to write that. You know, maybe you end up in spot number four or spot number three. Um, that's probably better than not writing it at all, um, I would imagine, especially if it's a larger topic. And so, again, I would do some competition analysis um, on the blogging side of it, but also take into account that maybe video is a good idea. Mm -hmm. um, something we've talked about a couple times here on the podcast is adding a video that you've produced or created to your blog post um, in the hopes to, uh, you know, whether it's ranking the YouTube video that you created on the SERP or having the YouTube channel or the YouTube video push traffic to your article or, you know, having the article push traffic to your YouTube video, whatever the case is, maybe creating a video if you have that capability uh, could be a really good option too. Yeah. And if you are primarily a blogger, which it sounds like you are, mm -hmm. don't put too much pressure on yourself right. to have the perfect videos like you're creating a, a YouTube channel just to get an, a big audience. This is to complement mm -hmm. um, your blog, your current blog. And so don't feel like you have to make, you know, this amazing production and um, put all this pressure on yourself. Just make the video to complement it, make it super helpful yeah. and visual. And um, that way you have a chance of maybe ranking with the blog article with the YouTube video embedded, or you could possibly rank for the YouTube video yeah. within the SERP. Yep. Awesome. All right. Next question from Oracle. He says, uh, had a thought after remembering Noah Kagan talking about Quora as a traffic source a few years ago. What do you think about the idea of cross posting a part of your blog post to answer specific Quora questions and then essentially adding a keep learning style link back to your blog for the longer, more detailed answer? I'm sure many have done this just don't know if it's worth the trouble. But I could see how this would be a potential traffic source, and the same could be done with Yahoo Answers. Not sure how it would go over on Reddit. I guess my immediate concern or first thought is what are the rules around that? I know that Reddit has pretty specific uh, link rules, as do a lot of those other forum-style websites. Um, I don't know. If you put good information in there, maybe a link is okay. I, I could, to be completely honest, I really don't know the rules around that. Um, if that's not a problem, then yeah, it could be some amount of traffic. There could be some amount of traffic there. Um, the question, is it worth it? I don't know. I've never done it. Um, so if you do it, I'd be happy to hear your results in the community. I think it's an interesting idea, especially where you don't have any traffic in the beginning. If you could get some page views from that, then great. Um, probably, uh, it's hard to say. You, you Could you get more traffic from doing that or could you get more traffic from writing another article? Um, you know, there's a trade-off there. And especially if you are kind of strapped for time, 
um, and you don't have a lot of extra resources uh, as far as time or you know money to buy articles, then you just have to decide what you think is going to be the best ROI or what will give you the best ROI. So um, you might give it a couple. You might try it. You know, maybe try it with one or two or three posts. See if it gives you any traffic, um, and if it does, maybe it's worth doing. Um, or if it's some, something you can hire out cheaply to do, then maybe give that a try. But I would probably personally just write more articles. Right. Yeah, and this is kind of similar to the same question or the previous question and kind of my answer about that is this is not all or nothing. You know, right. you don't have to go all right. in on doing this and hope that it, it works like this is your only option um, or all in on the other side try it. Like Nathan said, you know, give it a few tries, see what happens. And if it doesn't work out, you know, you're not at a huge loss there. Um, but like you were saying with the rules on, on Reddit, I know some of the threads can be pretty strict. So mm -hmm. obviously take a look at the, yeah. the specific yeah. thread and see um, what the rules yeah. are before doing that. And I think you bring up a really good point, Anna. Like a lot of these tests, we get a lot of questions about, should I test this? Should mm -hmm. I try that? And a lot of the things it's hard for us to give some of the advice on just for the things we haven't done before. Um, there are a lot of things that you could try. And I guess I don't want it to feel like when we don't give a specific recommendation that it's that we are either for or against it. I think it's really, like you said, it's not an all or nothing type thing. It's a give it a try if you want. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, then don't do it again. You know, some people have great success with Pinterest. Great. Mm -hmm. You know, some people have good success with Facebook great. You know, whatever it is that you want to try, give it a try. And if it works, then use it and to, you know, to build your website. Um, and if it doesn't, that's okay too, you know, go test something else. So anyway, I just wanted to add that in. Yeah. Um, testing is great. It's awesome because you could learn something that works for you that maybe didn't work for somebody else, yeah. but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. And just because we don't teach it doesn't mean it can't work. It's right. just we uh, only have so much capacity mm -hmm. to create right. so many courses. Exactly. And uh, some of these things are very, very specific to, mm -hmm. you know, different individuals and, yep. and niches. All right. On to the next question from Zoe. And she says, I was struggling with doing location-based searches in Google Trends for my tourism blog. I know there is an interest. It's a major tourist area here. Trying to match up the searches with the trends was tricky. Now I solve it by not being too specific and assuming I'll get a percentage of the traffic and I'll check what people also ask on Google as well. Then just trusting. I'm ranking on the first page for a lot of my queries. Got one month of stats at 217 visitors or something like that. So I just need to keep going, I think. <laughs> I think you can see the confusion in the community. Uh, there are a few of us who are returning to tourism-based searches and finding doing location-based trend analysis tricky. I know Income School has a location-based blog, so it would be interesting to know how they are approaching this. Yeah, a uh, really good question here. Um, I have to admit that I like hearing questions about the, the search analysis portion because search analysis is key. Um, and it's confusing, it's difficult, it's hard to feel confident, um, and I think a lot of people experience that. So thank you for asking the question because I think it's, it's important for us to talk about it because it's not something that you just do once and then you're good to go. And if you did that, then you're lucky. You know, if you've done it once and you did great the first time, then you're lucky. Um, overall, I think that what you've presented here in your question, it sounds like you're on the right track. Um, Google Trends for Location-Based Queries I could see how that could be complicated because Google Trends is not a great tool for long tail keywords. 
Um, you, you know, if you type a long question into Google Trends, you're probably going to see no trends data because trends, the tool just doesn't really work like that. Um, it works kind of with larger topics, generalized topics to kind of get an, a, a very general idea of search volume. Um, and so it sounds like you're getting some results. You said you're ranking some of your um, articles on the first page of Google, which is great. You're starting to see some visitors, which is great. Um, I, in the question, it doesn't specifically say how long you've been doing this. Um, you said you got 217 visitors or something like that. I would caution that um, if you might find that some of these very long tail keyword or very, very specific niched down questions might find that they don't get the traffic that you want. Um, maybe you find that the competition is really low, but maybe there's only 50 searches on that question per month. Um, and so as you do more and more search analysis, you're going to get better and better at identifying um, good queries that have low competition, or at, even if it's not low competition, just low enough that you can beat it. And then also, on the other hand, you want it to have enough traffic so that it's actually worth writing. And I would say, you know, if you are if you can get hundreds of page views from a single article, then it's probably worth writing. Mm -hmm. And so overall, it sounds like you're on the right track. Um, you just got to keep doing more search analysis, writing more articles, you know, see what works, see what articles are actually getting traffic, and then kind of take some of those topics and see if you can do some more search analysis around those um, so that you can try and find more topics that work. Yeah, absolutely. And this is kind of another really unique uh, situation. It's kind of like um, YMYL in a way or a highly competitive topic mm -hmm. like cooking, like we're working right. on, you know, it's not just your everyday average niche. Right. Um, we were talking about suggested by locals earlier, and it's a little bit different, like you were mentioning earlier, Nathan, in that uh, we're talking about locations all over the country. Of course, the articles are specific to uh, specific cities, but we are kind of casting our net all over yes. the country and uh, writing for uh, different cities. We're writing kind of the same question mm -hmm. and um, some of them work, some of them don't, right. but it is again, that kind of trial by error. Um, but there is, there's search volume. There's yes. people there looking for those um, particular answers to mm -hmm. their questions. So the same is for you. You've said that there's a lot of interest in this area. There's a lot of tourism. So you know it's there. You yeah. just need to find the right search queries. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, um, I, I love that you mentioned you're looking at the people also ask. Um, you're using, you're utilizing other tools other than the trends, you know, the Google Trends tool. And I think that's really important to remember um, it can be easy to try and want to rely on the Google Trends. And I know in your situation specifically, you feel like you just can't rely on it because it's not giving you much data. And that might kind of be a good thing in a roundabout way because it's causing you to look in other mm -hmm. places. You know, yeah. at people also ask, you're going to have to look through other articles to see what other people are writing on. You're going to want to do maybe some old-fashioned alphabet soup type methods. You know, all of those different things, you kind of want to rely on all of them so that you just get a very general idea of mm -hmm. is this a good topic to write or is it not? Um, and not just solely relying on the Google Trends. Yeah, and your post seems to allude that you are living in the area where you're writing about um, because you said it's a major tourist area here. So I'm assuming that, which makes me think that you actually have quite an advantage yeah. because you already know your area. You drive around all the time. You uh, know the local hotspots and you have the advantage of being able to go to places in person 
or joining, you know, groups, yeah. uh, joining clubs, yep. asking people what are they interested in or going to the local, um, you know, tourist uh, information area and seeing what people are mm-hmm. interested in or asking the person there, what are people asking? So Definitely. those are some different places you could find ideas for yep. articles. Yeah. And original images. Yes. If you do happen to live there, that's such a cool opportunity. You know, if you can get your own photos yeah. um, rather than Huge. just using stock. So it sounds like you're on the right track. Uh, keep up the hard work. It sounds like you're going to have some success here and that you're already having some success. So I'm excited for you. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's what we had for you for today. Thank you so much to listening for listening to the Project 24 Blogging Podcast and have a wonderful rest of your day. Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but it's not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.